Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you would dial 702-650-5588. If you're local inside the Las Vegas area and you'd like to join our discussion today, please dial 702-650-5588. If you're outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. I say again, the toll-free number for you to join our discussion today. If you're outside the Las Vegas area, would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and we're also being heard from KKVV's AM and FM dial. The AM dial is 1060 AM. The FM dial is 101.5 FM. The website where you can watch and listen in real time over the internet. We'd like to call it the God net. It wouldn't be an internet without God. Amen. Be www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. We just wave to you. Pastor, like to wave to him? Amen. Pastor Terry is waving to you and that is Pastor Terry. He is here in the flesh, and we are excited about that. So I'd like to say uh, we are also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please go to our website. It is, again, www.savethelostlv.org. The gospel is always free on our watch. Listen to anything that you've missed. And we also have a treat for you under Radio Archives. You can actually go to our old uh, website and still listen to our previous broadcast from Community Bible Fellowship Church. Well, you'll definitely hear Pastor Terry, Sister Nina, you hear Brother Vernon and Brother Rico and some other wonderful guests that we've had. Amen. So now that we've done that, to my left, you will see him to your right, would be Senior Pastor Joseph E. Terry, Jr. Some say Pastor T. Some say Pastor Joe. He's always Pastor Terry to me. And good afternoon, man of God. What a blessing it is to see you. Well, it's a blessing to be here. Uh, God bless you and Brother Vernon. Uh, glad to be in the studio with the both of you and to those who are listening by radio and those who are watching as we stream live. God bless all of them as well. Amen. Amen. And then to my right, you may see him to your left, would be Brother Vernon Davis. How are you, man of God? I'm doing great. Amen. Glad to see you, Pastor T. All righty. Well, there's Thank a you. blessing of union of souls, and we are here under the... Uh, wonderful grace and mercy of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So we're going to get to it. We are finishing up a three-part series, and this is our third and final part. We were looking very closely at Proverbs 30. 
uh, our topic was seven questions. And that was derived from Proverbs 30, verse 4, where there are seven questions that uh, we know that no atheist can answer, uh, the agnostics can answer, uh, no one who is in, totally into self can answer, nor those that do uh, the will of the devil. They have no answer for this. And a lot of people try to say God does not exist. Well, just because you say it doesn't make it so. Amen? Mm -hmm. So we want to look closely at Proverbs 30 because it's so rich, as Pastor Terry would say. Amen. So we are going to look at the final verses that we have, which would be Proverbs 30. We're looking at verses 21 through 33. So we all have the New King James Version, correct? Amen. All right, Brother Vernon, would you do us the honor of reading Proverbs 30? And you will start at verse 21. You will go down to verse 33. And then uh, we have our great uh, friend and teacher in Christ, Pastor Terry. We are going to start doing some exegeting. Amen. 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 All right, Brother Vernon, as we like to say here, let's get to it. Proverbs 30, verse 21. For three things the earth is perturbed. Yes, for four it cannot bear up. Verse 22. For a servant when he reigns, a fool when he's filled with food. Verse 23. A hateful woman when she is married, and a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. Verse 24. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. Verse 25. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. Verse 26, the rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. Verse 27, the locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. Verse 28, the spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. Verse 29, there are three things which are majestic in pace, yes, four which are stately in walk. Verse 30, a lion which is mighty among beasts. And does not turn away from any. Verse 31. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. Verse 32. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. Verse 33. For as the churning of milk produces brother, and wringing of the, no the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. Amen. So we have just heard Proverbs 30. We're looking at verses 21 through 33. So, Pastor, we're going to go back up to uh, 21, and then we're going to look at it uh, 21, 22, 23, and then we'll look at 24 through 28, and then we'll look at 29 until we close it out at verse 33. So, when we look at verse 22, it says, For a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food, 23, a hateful woman, woman when she is married, and a maid servant who succeeds her mistress. Now, this might be um, a little strange to some, but it makes perfect sense when we look at the time that was written because it's addressed to a certain people, but we all can benefit from the wisdom literature. So let's start looking at it. Pastor Terry, would you like to... Start talking about well, it. The, the first thing that I want to point out is that the questions that are asked may appear to be 
simple. And earlier you said that an evil person or an agnostic or an atheist might not understand. The truth of the matter is this is somewhat of an allegory, which is often difficult to make clear sense of. You know, when it talks about the earth being perturbed, that means it's disturbed. Amen. And there's something disturbing it. Well, since we know that the earth is occupied by people, the earth is disturbed by us. Amen. And it's not our presence, but it's our deeds. And when you look at the other part of that uh, verse, and that would be verse 21, it says, yes, for four it cannot bear up. You know, we don't really have the answer for all of Earth's problems today. But we have people who are speculating. You know, we can talk about uh, the temperature change and the warming of the Earth. You know, um, the things that we use that contaminate it and everything. And then if we look at the Earth over a period of time, if we look at it from the time that we, those of us who uh, were African-American, you know, and and I'm using that term because I know there's politically correct people listening to this. And of course, I really want to, I just really want to get loose in here today, but I'm going to contain myself. Uh, Even if we go a little bit further back, and when I say a little bit further back, I'm thinking, you know, if I, I mentioned slavery, that we're talking thousands of years, or at least, you know, a couple Plus, but if we go back before that, we know that Israel, they, you know, they were slaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's another thing. It appears to me that there should be two groups of people who really understand each other, and that's Jews and and blacks or African-American, you know, whatever term you want to use. But the thing that I see here is that there's a disquieted... Going, uh, disquietness, disquietness going on here because it's talking about uh, the earth being disturbed but we know that there's a direct connection to people humanity Amen. because what it starts to talk about after that are things that involve people when you go to verse 22 for a servant when he reigns well, let's, let's look at that, Pastor. And when they're talking about a servant, and then they're talking about rain. Right. So you have to have someone in a high position if they're reigning. Right. Mm-hmm. And Running. a servant, as in this context, is in a low position. Right. And what happens is that a servant in this particular context comes from lowliness. You know, a person that can be of extreme poverty. A person who does not understand how to conduct themselves. And never correctly. been in a position of authority. Right. So when you have that person that has no skill, right. does not understand diplomacy, does not understand that, as you said, it's a world made up of lots of people. Absolutely. Not just a particular diverse type of person. So if we could look at it for politics. Right. If we could use where we are in modern day, mm-hmm. we have a group that may be Republican, just for lack of a better word. You may have 
some people that may be Democrats, for lack of a better word. Okay. But in hiding in that group, there are people whose true nature rise up. Right. And they believe that they, by their status or perceived status, can make a decision for 99% of the world. So the thing is, it's still self-promotion. It's still a person who is operating in self. When we have the Bible here, and we're looking at wisdom literature, this is one of the genres in the wisdom literature, to show us that we cannot be wise in and of ourselves. That that's the problem when we take God out of it. And because of this person's station and does not use God and just operates from a self-station, cannot appreciate authority and reigning in the way that you are just because God is just God is righteous and God operates from truth not from situations or circumstances or where you're born or your culture so this is the problem here is that anybody for any given reason pastor could be in power well, let's and take that's this. what we, we need to be very, very mindful of that. But of whose power and who do they represent? Yeah, Amen? let's take let's take let's take this, though, a step further, because, okay. you know, when you were describing a servant, you said it could be, you know, come from, you know, lowly means. But it could also be an individual who has resources and God is the one who is the maker of all of it. But they think they're self-made. Wow. And they don't have Important. to answer to God. Important. And they're seeking to be elevated to a position of authority when they are still operating with a, not the servant, the one that serves the people. Because that's exactly what the people are looking for and hoping right. for. Right. But one who is self-serving. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the only service that they really know is what satisfies them. Wow. Now, there's somebody running in one of those parties that you just mentioned that exactly fits that bill. And here, when it talks about the earth being perturbed, and then it talks about the fourth thing and says it cannot bear it up. Mm-hmm. The, here's the thing. We're always looking at things from a natural perspective or a human perspective. We're not looking at it from a supernatural perspective or a divine perspective because if we did, we would take in consideration what would God have me to do and then we wouldn't see all this nonsense we're seeing on TV about the the presidential race and things of that nature. So this right here is not just back in the days when the books were being penned and these people that were uh, maybe walking the earth at that time but we can bring this now to a contemporary time we can bring it to 2016 today and we can see that all of this definitely is applicable to what we're going through right now but wisdom is an attribute of god not an attribute of man that's right and if you are operating in self devoid of god then it's not wisdom it's foolishness and this is what this all comes down to well the connection is made when you started out and you talked about the atheists and then uh, agnostic. the agnostic and, and the those lovers, individuals the, the lovers of self because flesh. people use the name god generically right when they really have no commitment and no real uh tie 
to him. They're not really plugged into the power. They use it because it's convenient to use it because they believe that it can get them what they want. But, you know, I would say to those people, beware. You be careful now when you, especially, you know, I've been around people that something's going on and maybe they were, you know, astonished or whatever. And they say, Jesus Christ. And they don't know one day they got to stand before him. Amen. And it's not going to be a good day if they don't know him as their savior. And if we look at the B part, it says a fool when he is filled with food. Well, that is a person that operates in overindulgence. Whatever your food may be, it could be drink. It could be lust. It could be, you know, anger. It could be revenge. If you're overindulgent in the food, because man cannot live by bread alone. We have a spiritual food. He's got to eat again. Amen. But the thing is, it says a fool. So I know Right. right there that the food that they're talking about is overindulgence because a wise man knows when he's eaten. But did you hear what I just said? I heard he you. has to eat again. Amen. And if he's greedy today, maybe what he's done is eaten his supply for tomorrow. You know, <laughs> when they were out in the wilderness. The manna. Uh-huh. Okay. Amen. Now, now they wanted to have a stockpile of it. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, God only gave them enough for that day. Well, when we look in the uh, disciples' prayer, it talks about give us this day, yeah. our daily bread. Give us this day our did. That's right. So you don't need any more but your daily bread. Right, right. And they, the disciples at that particular time, asked Jesus, how should we pray? Amen? Amen. So we should not be asking for any more than we need. So the daily bread is sufficient. You don't need any more than this. But it says a fool when he is filled with food. So we right. also know that this person is not operating from wisdom. Right. Because... The, the, the psalmist calls him a fool They're straight glutton. out. Makes yeah. no mistake, a fool. Right, right. So when we look at 23, it says a hateful woman when she is married. Wow. So we. Now, this is for all of those sisters out there who say they've been looking for a good man and, and they want a husband. And then when they get a good one, they treat him. Well, let me stop before. Well, what, I'm going to get a whole lot of calls. But now. what makes her hateful <laughs> is her attitude amen amen and her actions but it goes back to what we were talking about what what you mentioned when we were up there in verse 21 when you was talking about the connection okay if a person is self-serving sure if they don't have a relationship with god and that does not mean that they don't know about god but we make a conscious choice to be obedient and we know that obedience is better than sacrifice. But we have individuals who, when they do something, this is such a great sacrifice, but they don't really think of that main ingredient, and that is obedience. See, and, and the thing I would like to say to the maybe the wife that's listening out there, you know. And, or one who aspires to be a or, wife. Right. Amen. That. I believe what we ought to do is make sure that we do all that we can to be spiritually fit because by doing that, even when things aren't going well and even when there's a misunderstanding because husbands and I'm a husband, we screw up too. The thing is, is that handling it the right way. And I'll, I'll say this. I'll be the first to say it, that 
um, just recently I had to sit down and talk with my wife and tell her that I realized there's some things that I've mishandled. But then I made amends for that. Amen. You see, now, none of us are perfect in terms of our um, attitudes or even our actions. But we know we made perfect by the blood. But that's not going to help us when it comes time for us to make a decision as to how we're going to operate but this person, when it comes to actions. Amen. But this person they're speaking right here has made a conscious decision right. to be hateful. Absolutely. Hateful in all her ways. with you. Her attitude and her actions. Matter of fact, may even be prideful about it. Absolutely. I see that. I see that. And then wants to be married. But we know when we look at Genesis 224 says a man will leave his mother and father clinging to his wife and the two shall become one right so how can you become one when you have this you hateful can't. part of you, you and then you have this non-hateful part of you something that's constantly in contention and a house divided man of god cannot stand amen so mm. we need to address this N- now those the- of us who find ourselves being this person yeah. we don't have to stay this person man that's of god. right this is a warning this is a prophecy right what Amen. A, right. What about the B part of 23? Let's go with it. And a maiden or a maid servant who succeeds her mistress. So this is a person who is in a home who is a servant that has more power. Has than, now been elevated. Than, than the wife. Yeah. Okay, this is what this is for. So the roles have been We reversed. know that shouldn't happen, right? No. So how about children having more power than their parents? Amen? Amen. How about the visitor having more power than the host? You have something that's out of balance here. Way out of balance. And that's the problem. When we have people who want to call themselves married, but they're not married by definition of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible is very clear as to what it recognizes as marriages. So the thing is, is that sin, we have to recognize it, man of God. We have to call that thing what it is. So if people are fornicating, if people are shacking, that means living together, not being married. Amen. 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 If, Children are constantly being disrespectful, ungrateful, and aggressing against their parents. Because I know the word of God says, honor thy mother and thy father, and your days will be long. Amen? So we have to see something that's totally out of balance. Which would indicate if they don't honor and and obey, that uh, their days will be short. The the person who's always uh, hollering at the boss. And you're there to do work, but you're constantly creating an environment to where it's contention. Now, if that's not the job for you, then perhaps you need to leave and go find the job that's for you. But you cannot constantly create this type of environment, man of God, where you upset what God has put in authority. See, the thing is, is that you got a problem with God. Amen. Because Amen. he is the one that puts people in place to do what it is that he would have them do. Because one day you may be in a position of leadership. One day the child may be a parent. One day the child may be a husband or a wife. And if you want to have respect, 
then you have to be able to get these lessons early. We have a call. Amen. We're going to take it. Amen. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Minister Nina. This is Minnesota as well. Hey, Just what's going on, Prophet? How are you? That's that's uh, Minister good. Otis, man of God. How you doing, my brother? I am, hey, Pastor, how are you? I got the text today. That you will be on the show, and Amen. I was just excited about it Amen. to know that all is well in your life. And I just wanted to say hi to you, and and just listening to the show today. Well, I appreciate you, brother. God bless you. Yes. Yeah. Well, Thank you know, you. Uh, uh, Minister Otis and his lovely wife, Minister Monique, come on at five thirty today, right, man of God? Yeah, she's here right with me. Right. Hey, now. well, how are you, Amen. Minister Monique? How are you, woman of God? Hi, everybody. I'm doing good. Well, wonderful. I, I want people to listen. 530, you want to tell us the name of your show so they can tune in? Well, it is uh, today at 530, and it's Real Talk Power Talk. Amen. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. And it's wonderful. It's a powerful uh, move of God. It's uh, Minister Otis and his lovely wife, and they're addressing some real hot topics, man of God. So it's really, really uh it's a great move of God. I really enjoy Amen. it. So uh, you guys keep up the great work, and we appreciate uh, the wonderful uh, encouragement to Pastor Terry today and supporting the ministry. Thank you very much. We'll continue to listen. All right. Well, God bless you both. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Amen. That was a blessing. Amen. For them Amen. to call in. Well, you know, you know, you know you what? Need, you need your family. You need your ministry Amen. family. Amen. Amen. You know, going back to the A part of uh, verse 23, when it says, okay. a hateful woman, to me, this is talking about a contemptuous person, a person of contempt. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There's no way that... In case someone doesn't understand that, can you elaborate on what you mean when you say that, just the definition of... Well, this is an individual that they, they already have it in their intentions. It's already in their heart and their mind to uh, not just buck authority, but to oppose it. That's contempt. You know, they, it's just what they're doing because sometimes things happen. They're never and in agreement, and basically. Right. Never it's in not agreement. intentional. It, it, it happened because you lost your cool. But when you have an individual that that's their intent to oppose authority, then it's well, contempt. Well, the thing is, is that there's a possibility that it says when she is married. No, this, no, they, they even took it up a whole nother I, notch. I want to clarify. I want to clarify what I'm saying because I know that there's some women listening out there and they think that I'm talking about the husband, but I'm not. See, when I talk about contempt, I'm not talking about them uh, having contempt toward the husband, but they actually they have contemptuous um, attitudes uh, toward the Word of God because we know that Paul has written a manifesto, if you will, mm -hmm. on marriage. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, he uses Ephesians chapter 5 for you to use as a, a model. And, and, and then the earthly marriage uh, of humans is like the microcosm of that. But then he also gives strict instructions in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 about marriage and, and each partner's responsibility to one another. But when you have individuals that refuse to follow that, that's contempt. Amen. Hmm. Amen. It, it's because marriage is designed by God. Amen. So when you are not doing what should happen in a marriage, who is it that you are sitting against? And if anybody is questioning, God. Amen. If this is a really applicable to that, then why would it say a hateful woman when she is married? 
I mean, that it, it's, I think, pretty clear, self-explanatory right there. So. Well, the thing is, is that we want the blessings of God. We want the protection of God. Uh, we want God to come into our relationships. And when we are being hateful, when God is love and love is God, where do you want him to enter in? You know, that's the thing, um, Minister Nina. We want a whole lot of things from God. But if I recall back in Second Chronicles 7 and 14, he said, If my people mm-hmm. who are called by my name would humble themselves, seek my face, pray, and turn from their wicked ways. So now he's saying, this is your part. You need to do this. And then he says, then will I hear from heaven, says I'll heal their land and forgive their sins. So God's saying, if you do this, then I'll do that. See, here's the thing. People, we we want a lot from God, but we're not willing to do what God has clearly instructed us to do well the thing is about healing the land we live on the land and we subsist on the land so how are you going to survive without the land in the physical amen amen you you can't so it, it's imperative else you are signing your death warrant spiritually and physically amen well i think what we're looking at right now we're looking at all of the various things that has the earth perturbed and has the earth in a condition where it can't stand it. It can't bear up, and it's not it supposed to bear up. It can't stand it. It just can't stand it. It said it cannot bear up. Yeah. So what's going to happen? God is not going to give. Amen? Amen. You're going to give, and the earth will swallow you up. Amen. So that that's the whole thing, Pastor. We have to understand who will not be able to bear up. And it's because they've made a choice. Amen? Amen. We don't have to keep making these choices. We don't have to. That's the beautiful thing. And salvation is a gift from God. And repentance is a gift from God. It doesn't get better than that, man of God. It does not get better than that. And let's not even forget the gift of forgiveness. Vernon, who could not benefit from that? And his grace and mercy endures forever. We have a real opportunity here. So we're going to look at verse 24. It says, there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. This is a great demonstration of wisdom that we are seeing. The next five verses is pretty much summed up in this. These things that are mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, the insects and the little animals are but but an insect doesn't have the gift of language nor does it have a soul but it's smart enough to store its food in the summer and that's a hot time where people are gallivanting and Mm -hmm. having no cares can you imagine they are on their job they're doing exactly what god created them to do right Exactly. But without but like, all of the resources and with all of the, the the grace and mercy that we have, they like they don't have souls. They don't have heaven to look forward to. They don't have any of that. What, now, what, with all we've been blessed with, they do a better job at what God created them well, to do well, than well, we do. Well, how about this? They live in the land of the giants and they keep going. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 So uh, then it says. 
In 26, the rock badger are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The crags are a fortified place. That, that, that's the mountains. They have enough sense to know, Pastor, that they don't want to be caught without fortification. Who wants to be caught without the fortification of the Lord Jesus Christ? Who wants to be caught without the fortification of the kingdom of God and everything in it? So the thing is, can you imagine... It says feeble folk. Yeah. What type of folk are we without the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. What kind of folk are we without the triune God? God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Amen. what kind of people are we when we die, man of God? As you often say, somebody is going somewhere. That's right. So that's right. So there's, we, there's two we, there's two places to we, choose from. We but. need to see that even in their feebleness, this rock badger has enough wisdom to know they must be in a fortified place. It doesn't get better than that. I you, hope we're speaking what? to somebody, man of God. I hope somebody is seeing themselves in this. I want to. I want to make. I want to make a statement, uh, and this is based on uh, what you just said about a minute ago about there's everybody's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to make this statement to people that may be listening to this broadcast and they don't know Jesus in the pardon of their sins. God don't send people to hell. They choose to go when they reject Jesus Christ. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. God has made it plain and clear. That if you aren't in the ark of safety, when uh, Noah opened up the craft, because I don't want to call it a boat, you know, the ark. When he opened it up, it was open to whoever would or whoever will. And people chose not to get aboard the ark of safety. Well, Jesus is only when judgment came. Well, then they it's then too they late. Be, then they beaten down the door. But too late. We have to we have to give you that that it will be too late. There'll be a yeah. time when it's too late. I want the listener to understand that there is a time now, but there will also absolutely. be a time where it's too late. Am I lying, Pastor? Oh, absolutely. You you when you look at the Bible now, here is something that disturbs me. When you have individuals who will take the Bible and they only believe certain parts of it, they they. And, and there are groups out there that Revelation, especially Revelation 20, where it talks about the great white throne judgment. You know, you need to know there's two judgments that will occur simultaneously. And you have uh, the judgment seat of Christ in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Well, that's where the believers will be judged. And then you've got the great white throne judgment that's over in Revelation 20. And it talks about the ultimate end of that is the lake of fire. Now, here's the deal. When we read Luke 16 about the rich man and Lazarus and we and, and, and the rich man is crying out to mm-hmm. Abraham to let Lazarus dip his finger into mm-hmm. some water and let a drop fall on his tongue. We need to understand the people who are listening and think that if they get cremated, they're going to escape judgment because of annihilation. That is absolutely wrong. God's going to call 
us up and we're going to stand in our prospective places, whether that's the great white throne judgment or the judgment seat of Christ. We will. I don't care if you take the ashes and you throw them in the ocean and every particle uh, float uh, 3000 miles apart. When God calls everybody up for judgment, they will stand before him in a body. Now, when they go to hell, that body is going to feel pain. That's the only way that whole depiction of Luke 16 is a man in hell with a body. He wouldn't have a tongue if he didn't have a body. But, Pastor. And ghosts don't feel pain. And or also, spirits don't feel pain. Also, said, can I go warn my brothers? Right. And he said, they didn't listen then. They're not going to listen now. So you don't get an yeah. opportunity to leave to go warn somebody. Right, right. That's not happening. And also, we have to understand. Let them listen to the apostles. Let them listen to the prophets. They also have to understand when we look in Ezekiel, he was taken and he looked at a valley of dry bones. Right. Everywhere he saw, everywhere he looked. And then God asked him a question. He said, can those dry bones live? And Ezekiel said, well, I don't know. Oh, you what know, is, you, what, you, what did he say? He said, prophesy to him yeah. and watch him catch flesh, yeah. which means speak the word of God. So when God watch speaks, the spirit set him on fire. So watch when God speaks, he could pull anything together. Now you, if you go back 34 chapters to chapter three, mm-hmm. where he's uh, indicting those who are believers and who have the message, but mm-hmm. won't deliver it, <laughs> but won't deliver. It. He says, right. well, that blood's going to be on your hands. That's right. Cause he, 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 uh, actually rebuked the watchman. Amen. And Ezekiel was the watchman. And those of us who are watchmen, it does not matter who the person is, whether they receive it or reject the message. Our job as servants is to preach the message is to bring the message you preaching now, right now. now it's up to them whether they receive it or amen. not but amen. we have an accountability to god Absolutely. so what we do is commission and what we don't do is omission and we will be judged see accordingly. you know what that that is the thing i, I you don't get away with it my, well, i didn't do it well maybe you should have done something absolutely absolutely <laughs> absolutely there is something we can do now we can't make anybody receive the message no we can't if they receive the message they're going to receive christ and all is well but we can't make anybody do it but here's the thing there has to be something about our life that gives validity or veracity there's a stern and there's a structured truth to it and it's because there's something that those people now not everybody we lead to christ know us there's a whole lot of folks we could come in contact with we never seen before. And we could emphasize or stress the importance of them. This would be the most important decision they ever make in their natural life. And they would receive Christ. But there are a number of folks, and some of them are in our family or they're in our neighborhood, our community. Or they might be friends or whatever. And we know that they are not in the ark of safety. They're outside the ark of safety. You know, I I really believe uh, I had a discussion with a young man earlier, and, and actually it was um, one of my son-in-laws, and I was telling him how when I moved to Vegas, the only thing I wanted to do was get with uh, many of these other pastors mm-hmm. and sit down and say, you know what, I've been afforded an 
education paid for by God. Amen. I got to attend one of the greatest seminaries in the world. Amen. Amen. And guess what? They didn't kick me out of it. They actually gave me a degree. Amen. You work for it, man of God. I work for it. Let's let the record reflect. You work for it. Oh, absolutely. I was I was on campus and I was working and that's not to say people that do things online that it's not legit but there are some that's not. But I yes, I did the work, but the thing is the reason why I'm saying it the way I am is because every day I wanted to quit and God would speak to me in the spirit and say, Well, what's your excuse? I'm paying for it. Amen. So you you can't use the excuse you don't have the money because I'm paying for it. I'm making it possible for you to stay there. And you know what? That was what kept me there because I had no legitimate reason for quitting because all I had to do was make it one day at a time. Well, well, Same way I do recovery for those that are listening. I'm 29 years plus clean and sober and by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I graduated from that seminary because I guarantee you when I got there, I said, wow, I, I can't do this. You know, I, I was praying, walking to the class in the class after class. I had to, because that was the only way I could do it. Well, the thing is, is that we can go one step further and say Jesus died for all of us. How can we quit? Amen. 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 So that's my motivation every day, that somebody thought more of me than I thought of myself. Absolutely. I agree mm-hmm. with that. I and, agree with and, that. And save me from myself. Amen. You, you know, there's so, somebody so to, listening out there. So that is my tribute to that that is greater than me. Amen. Amen. That shows the appreciation for what he's done. And you know what? I see that uh, to be true in my life Amen. as well. We're going to take this call. Thank you for waiting. Hello. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Shalom, guys. How are you? Especially hey, how Brother are Terry. you? Nice to hear your voice again on oh, the air. Oh, that's Sister Dorothy, man of God. Hey, how are how you, you woman of God? Yes, it's a blessing, and you guys are hitting the hammer, hitting the nail right, the hammer right on the head of that nail. Amen. You guys are just hammered in. I just said keep up the good work. And just continue to proclaim the gospel. We appreciate that. And you know that I love you and I love your mom too. And you make sure that you let her know I asked about her and I'm sending love to her. Yes, ma'am. You got it. And you guys keep up the good work. All right. Thank you for your support, woman of God. We appreciate that. God bless you. God bless you too. All right. Bye-bye. Amen. So, Pastor, let's go back to uh, verse 27. It says, the locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. Man of God. We. The beautiful thing about this is that our king is coming back. Amen. So if you look at the locusts, they move in a rank. Amen. That is what precision. This is a military movement. They stay in their lane. Amen. But look <laughs> but look what they do. Yeah. They see their objective and they move. They never fail on the mission it doesn't matter how many locusts they lose Amen. Amen. they still move with precision when you're out here doing god's work we're going to lose a few man of god oh, yeah. there are some that will not come because Amen. they never were going to come that doesn't mean that we get discouraged that doesn't mean that we leave our post man of god you have had your challenges with health Amen. but you always strive to Amen. be Amen. on your post 
It is not an option for you not to be on your post. God called you to be a shepherd. You've answered the call and it does not matter. It didn't say that you were going to have health being a shepherd. It didn't say you were going to have riches being a shepherd. It didn't say you weren't going to have adversity. Matter of fact, it speaks to it and says that if you have it because of Jesus, then consider it an honor. Amen. So I want you to understand that Vernon and I appreciate your tenacity in the faith and in the spirit and that you press through. And it's very encouraging to us, very inspiring, and we're very excited to be able to witness. Amen. Now, Vernon, I know you can speak for yourself, but, uh-huh. you know, we talk about you often, don't Amen. we, Vernon? Amen. Yes, we do. Absolutely. I'm glad that you're doing better and I'm glad, just glad and happy to see you. Amen. And it's inspirational to me, you know, because I still, still um, have a ways to go. I have to, I just, I have we to all, all over to God. Well, let me say this. Uh, next Sunday, I'm going to be preaching at uh, Macedonia Baptist Church. Oh, okay. On Clayton, just south. Of Cartier, right? Uh, no. Um, what is that street that's... Between, it's between Cheyenne and Lake Mead. It's past Cary, isn't it? Cary. Mm-hmm. It's south. Oh, it's north. No, it's north of Cary. North of Cary. Yes, that's Macedonia Baptist right. Church, north of Cary, 8 o'clock service. Amen. I'm going to be preaching. All right. Well, there. praise God. Well, thank yeah, that you church for the is under the, uh, under the direction of uh, Pastor Richardson. Amen. So, um, anyway, I'm going to be well, I standing that. in at 8 o'clock. All right. Amen. Well, Amen. Well, well, praise God. I'll make sure that I'll, I'll get by there, and we'll see if Vernon can get a, a pass because Vernon has uh, got a church that he belongs to, and Amen. he enjoys it very much. Amen. Amen. So you pray about that, Vernon, and uh, you know we'll we'll see you when we see. You. If not, I'll see and you at three o two. Amen. Anybody out there that's, that's listening to the broadcast, um, come and fellowship with us. Amen. Now, we look at uh, 28. It says, the spider skillfully grasped with its hands, and it's in the king's palace. This is a low creature, mm-hmm. but manages to still get into the king's palace. Amen? Amen. So, Pastor, it does not matter what our resume said. Amen. We still have an opportunity to eat in the king's palace. Amen. We still have an opportunity to be in the king's palace. We need to be godly encouraged by this. This is all wisdom. This is not buying into the lies and to the separation that people try to you know have what? for us to deny us what is rightfully ours. You're not my father. You're not my heavenly father. You're not my creator. How can you tell me that I can't come into the kingdom? Amen? When, and God doesn't want us when to we be kicked at, out of the kingdom. When we looked at verse 21, it talked about the earth being perturbed. Yes, sir. You know what? The global warming is not like the major problem that we have, although it is a significant uh, I would say challenge, but it's what we're doing. You know, we're creating nuclear weapons and we're creating things that, you know, are really made to wipe out. It's a spiritual problem. And man it's not God. just humanity that gets wiped out. All of these that we just went over, all of these things that you just named off these creatures here, mm-hmm. you know, they suffer because of what we do. It's a spiritual problem. Amen. Amen. It's not trusting God. Amen. Amen. It's not accepting God. It's not believing that God's got it. So that's the whole thing. So that's when you come into a right relationship with him, the scales will fall off your eyes. Amen. Amen. But the thing is that 
right relationship. And there's right. only yes. one type of right relationship. That's and right. Jesus said there's no back door to heaven, basically, right. in his words. You got to, if you want the Father, you got to come through me. Yep. So a lot of people are trying to get to God their own way. That's what religion is, as I understand it. It's man's way trying to get to God. Yeah. But as we, as we understand it, as believers, it's about relationship. Jesus is real for me. Just, he is my Lord. He is my Savior. He is not something that I do on Sunday. He's not something that I do on Tuesday night. He's not something that I do uh, on the holidays. Amen? Mm-hmm. It is something that I live every day. Just so the listeners have a, a frame of reference, John 14 and 6, uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the mm-hmm. truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by or through. Depends on which manuscript you're reading from. Amen. Yeah. So let's look at verses uh, 29 and close it out. It says, there are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are stately in walk. 30, it talks about a lion which is mighty among the beasts and does not turn away from any. He is the king of the jungle. Amen? Amen. Uh, then we look at 31. It says, a greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. What is better than the king that has his subjects that stand with him? Amen. Security. What is Jesus? He is the king of king. He is the Lord of lords. And what are we? We are his warriors. Amen. What is more greater than that? It's a vision. Amen. Amen. And it's the representation of the kingdom of God. Then we look at 32. It says, if you have been foolish in exalting yourself, which is puffing up yourself, Amen. that self-motivation, Amen. all these self-help opportunities, Pastor. We got self-help for this, self-help for that. We don't need just buy this book, just you know, get this seminar, get these CDs, watch this show, and it's all going to be together. And you're more jacked up than when you started. <laughs> and you had to pay for it. And you're a little light in the pockets as a result of it. And then guess what? You just have a room full of them. Unless the self, <laughs> unless the self-help book is directing you back to the Word of God, mm-hmm. and it's telling you that you can only accomplish what you're trying to if you submit to God, mm-hmm. then I would say that it's possible for you to be even more messed up if you're getting something else. Amen. That don't lead you back to the Maker. Amen. But who knows better how to fix what? They made than the one who made it. The potter. And we have to be willing to be on the potter's will. Amen. Amen. So it says, there's a comma right there, Pastor. It says, or if you have devised evil, there's another comma. And it says, put your hand on your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut up that that's coming out. Amen. Amen. It's telling you right now, pause and do something about it. It's saying that you have the opportunity to do it. Matter of fact, you can do it. Then it says 33, for as the churning of butter, excuse me, the churning of milk produces butter. You turn milk too much, pastor, you're going to get butter. You can't drink butter. It's past buttermilk. Amen. Some people say, well, we like buttermilk. It's past buttermilk. It is butter. You cannot drink it because what? You've manipulated it too much. Then it says the ringing the nose produces blood. Well, if you're twisting the nose, guess what? It's going to produce blood. And then so... The forcing of wrath produces strife. Mm -hmm. So the forcing of wrath 
produces strife. You, you mess around too much, and you're going to make a mess. Amen. 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 So I think this has been wonderful. Proverbs 30. We have completed it. It took us three weeks to get through it, man of God. But it's probably one of the best Proverbs out there, you know, especially when we're looking at Proverbs 4. And it talks about, you know, the seven questions. And for those who think they can get to God by themselves, you're sadly mistaken. You're being deceived. And then when you look at verses 7, 8, and 9, there's a prayer. And the psalmist is saying he doesn't want to be too rich, Pastor, because if he's too rich, he won't give God credit. He doesn't want to be too poor because then he's stealing and he's blaming God. And he's saying before he leaves this earth, take away the lies Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. pride. So I'm asking for those of us who are here, Lord, continue to remove the lies and the pride from us. Lord, for those who are listening, continue to remove the lies and the pride. For those who will be visiting the website, continue to remove the lies and the pride, Lord, so that we can serve you, so that we can be as you called us to be. You know, that's my prayer for us as well as our listeners, especially and visitors of the website in a season called now when there's so much pride and deception. In the house of God. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, uh, we got one minute left. At the beginning here, Ithiel and Ucal, Mm -hmm. one was tired and the other one was weary. All of that mess. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And they were getting a word from JK. Amen. So it's a, it's a blessing. So we uh, appreciate this opportunity, Pastor. We hope that you come back and visit us real soon. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've enjoyed it, and I'm going to do my best to come out and support you next Sunday. Amen. uh, I can't wait to see what God has given you. So uh, we love you, and we'd like to say here on our particular broadcast and our time with God with you is save the lost at all costs. We love you, and God bless. God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 
5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.